The views expressed on Teacher Vision are those of the interviewee and interviewer and do not represent Screenlist Allies as a whole. Hello there. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, welcome to episode 40 of Teacher Vision, where everyone has a different vision of learning. My name is Jose Briseño, and today we're concluding the interview with Christopher Tab, Orientation and Mobility Specialist here in Texas. Today on the podcast, the continuation of the conversation of the ideal toolbox for people who are blind or visually impaired that are doing orientation and mobility just in general, along with do we need more orientation and mobility specialists in the field and also also, how to get a girl's phone number. All this and more right here on Teach a Vision by Screenless Ally. But first, it's time for your Teach a Vision tech tip, where we make your technology life a little bit easier by giving you a hint or tip on how to use it. Whether it's computers, whether it's mobile devices, we have it all right here on the Teach a Vision tech tip on Teach a Vision by Screenless Allies. We hope that these last Teacher Vision tech tips were helpful on getting started with your latest humanware braille display. Of course, if you ever need to read the manual for any reason whatsoever, no need to fear because in the braille displays themselves, there is an option on the main menu called user guide. Press U to get to that. When you open the user guide, you can press space with F on brilliance and chameleon or control F on a mantis and find the keyword you're looking for. For example, if I want to find pairing, I can type that word in and press enter and it will start looking for anything that has the word pairing in it. It'll take a little bit, but once you get a hold of it, you can read on that topic a little more by using your thumb keys or using the speech that's built into it. To read with speech, you can press space with G as in golf. And of course, if you have any other questions, you can always email us info at screenlessallies.com and we'll be happy to answer any question you may have regarding these braille displays or anything else that comes to your mind we hope this teacher vision tech tip was helpful to you and now on with the show whatever it is that keeps you safe whatever it is that allows you to get to what you want to get to in life and to do it in a safe way i think is a win so what i try to do is provide options for people to pick what works best. Sometimes I will try to encourage people to consider things that they're not doing just to compare. So for instance, I might use one type of cane or cane tip with an individual and ask them to walk down the block and see how many obstacles they find or they miss, like cracks in the sidewalk, drop-offs, slopes for driveways, and give them comparisons so that they can try that with two or three different styles of canes or tips, which one worked best, which one felt best, And then to compare, well, it might have felt really good, but you missed the curb and you fell. Was it worth it? Those types of things. So just like some shoes, we might wear boots that are heavy, but they keep our feet safe. They may not be as comfortable as sandals, but our toes survive to the next day. Right. We have to to really look at those options. What are the benefits and challenges of each thing? Right. Yeah. Don't wear flip-flops, kids, (laughs) when doing (laughs) O&M. Or heels. Yes. Or heels. I've heard of stories. Someone told me once, you know, oh yeah, this girl wore her heels to impress her boyfriend, but she fell on her face when she was doing O and M. And I was like, I don't. Yeah, not conventional. Not not conventional at all. There you go. Yes, sir. What is some advice you would give to somebody that wants to be an O and M instructor? Well, I would say take your time and have fun. Be able to be open to new ideas. Be able to. Be open to learning. Be open to asking questions. Sometimes we are very afraid to ask questions because we feel like we're supposed to be the experts. 
but that just comes with time and practice and experience. And we're always learning throughout our lifetimes. So I encourage people to find places where they feel comfortable asking questions. So we have, for instance, on the computer, we have listservs of orientation mobility specialists and consumers and parents, families who we can ask questions and we get honest feedback. We can have mentors that we work with, lots of different ways of doing that. So just have an open mind and know that we don't always have all the answers and it's okay to ask the questions. Open mind is a big one because I've seen a lot of people like, ew, I don't like touching hands. Ew, get away from me. Ew, ew. But unfortunately... <laughs> When you're in this, you know, well, unfortunately for you guys, not for, for us, but when you're in this field, you got to kind of get over that little phobia because you're going to do a lot of hands-on drawing yeah. on your back. That's actually one of the ones that I actually did not know about until I started working with my O&M that I had from middle school to high school. That was pretty cool. It's going to require you to come out of your comfort zone. So if you're very sensitive to touch, you don't like people touching you or you don't like touching other people, then that might not be something that you might want to pursue in the future, not to be blunt or anything like that, but you know, I figured I'd mention that in there. So I tell you, there's even some interesting things. I don't know if it was designed for COVID, but there's a relatively new product called the Ramble Tag, which is basically something that you wear on your upper arm, like a cuff that goes around your arm and it has a handle on it. So if I wanted to be guiding someone, but I didn't want them touching my actual arm, they could put that cuff on, grab the handle and we have contact, but they're not actually holding onto my body. You know what, Chris? If <laughs> for some reason, I don't mean to, it sounds like a, a leash, you know, like you're holding on to, like the way you it, described it, it. it. It is, but it's a little closer than the leash. Okay. It's, it's like, we're going to have to go woof, woof now. Is is to kind of go from there, right? <laughs> So for sure. All right. So before we go on any further, real quick, speaking of tool belts and stuff like that, do you know why the belt went to jail? I don't know why. Because he held up a pair of pants. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You, you didn't hear about that fellow who came out of the building yelling, it's all around me. It's all around me. No, <laughs> no. It was his belt. <laughs> Yes, sir. For sure. <laughs> For sure. So, uh, Chris, before we were at the end, you know, you definitely gave a lot of information. This was a great interview. Do you have any, any closing comments, anything that you want to add at the, you know, at the end of this, anything like last minute that you want to go over? The, the mic is yours, good sir. Well, I, I guess just for people to hopefully think about O&M as a way to have freedom and independence, to be able to do the things that you want to do when you have the ability to move about freely it opens up new doors for you in life. It opens up new abilities. And so I just encourage people to begin or to continue developing that area uh, so that they have more independence and freedom to do the things they'd like to do. That's definitely a very good way to put that in there. Oh, you know, I forgot to put in one question real quick. Sure. Would you say, because in the TBI field, I asked this question and everyone says yes. In the O&M field, would you compare it to the TBI field in regards to needing more instructors? Or would you say there's, you know, I mean, obviously I know there's always room for instructors, but would you say that the ratio of O&Ms to blind people, like especially here, like here in Texas, would you say that we need more of those or that there's good enough? We, or what would you say? Definitely, definitely. I believe we have a shortage of orientation mobility specialists across the country. We could use a lot more. Well, for sure. So definitely look into it, you guys. The O&M field, I'll be honest, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I really thought O&M was like one of those things where it's like, it was, it was not worth it. You know, because I had that kind of mindset of, oh, I'm going to have somebody for the rest of my life anyway. But 
as I got older and kind of learned about the address system and the traffic control, I was like, I was like, you know what? I could finally walk places, go do what I want and, you know, kind of expand on my freedom, you know? That was a big reward for me of learning from somebody, you know, like my former O&M instructor from high school or from Chris because I got to work for him for a couple of days when I was in Austin, Texas for a program. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from both of you guys. And y'all do really well at this. I commend y'all. My hat goes off to these own amateurs that go under blindfold and go out in the streets and go to the malls and all that good stuff. It's amazing. I don't know how you did it, man. My respect goes to you for that. Life is an adventure and it's wonderful working with people like you, Jose, and that you have a a zest for life and fun and adventure and learning. And it it just makes it worthwhile for everyone. Oh, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't have that in high school. When I was in college, I could go to my closest, you know, we have what's called United here in this area in the Panhandle. Like it's your ATB over there in Austin. And it was right next to my apartment. So I got my freshman 15 belly going in (laughs) and getting some breakfast burritos or getting some cooked burgers, you know, (laughs) and coming back and doing it that way and it was like I always surprised people because like when I would go in there get a personal shopper it was amazing I do know that one was a little scared though she's like are you able to get back and I'm like yeah sure you know are you are you, are you sure you're able to get back and I'm like yeah I, I can do it no worries you know and I was like would it help you if I gave you my phone number and I can tell you that I'm home and she was like hey. yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it ended up working <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you request phone numbers. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, a new way to request phone numbers, you guys. Just uh, act like you really are hopeless and not. No, no don't do that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was. I I didn't think it would happen to me. I was just like, wow, did I just literally ask for this girl's number just to let her know that I made it back successfully with my groceries to my apartment that was across the street? That is crazy. <laughs> You never know how those connections are going to work, Jose. No, sir. Yeah, one day I'm going to, you know, if I ever get married, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, I met her because she was my personal shopper and and I gave her my phone number. Lots of those stories in the world. Yes, sir, for sure. Well, Chris, thank you, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this interview with me. It was a lot of fun getting to hear all this from you, and I really appreciate it. It's been a long time since I've reconnected with you outside the podcasting world, but I have heard some interviews on other podcasts. And I was like, I really need this guy on mine too. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was wonderful, wonderful spending some time with you and sharing some humor too. Before we go, guys, we got a final round of corny jokes. So, Chris, you know that I recently watched the TV show about beavers? No, I did not. Man, it was the best damn program I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, I you know, I've been I've been learning a little bit about the weather and different kinds of weather that people like, but did you know that there's a certain kind of weather that cupcakes like? Really? Yes, cupcakes like sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. You know, I think we need to have a joke of the day on the podcast from here forward where... There you go. There you know, you we, go. Where, so yeah, I think we need to do that. So Chris, I think we need to coordinate where you can send me recordings of you telling jokes and I can put them on the... Well, forget, that would be fun. That would for, be fun. Forget the teacher vision tech tip. We're going to just replace that with a joke of the day. <laughs> well, Chris, I appreciate you hanging out with me for a little bit and looking forward to having you again soon on the podcast. Thank you, Jose. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you for listening to this episode of Teach a Vision by Screenless Allies. Did you enjoy what you heard? We encourage you to look back at our past podcast episodes, which are equally as awesome as this one. If you want to know more information about Screenless Allies, we encourage you to visit our website at www.screenlessallies.com. That is S-C-R-E-E-N-L-E-S-S-A-L-L-I-E-S.com. All one word. Want to keep up with our happenings? Like us on Facebook. 
facebook.com slash screenlessalliesofficial, all one word. Want to get in contact with us for any reason whatsoever? Email us, info at screenlessallies.com. Also, please share with your friends and others that might find Screenless Allies beneficial and fun. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.